Welcome to Ah oh, Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Welcome back, listeners. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> uh, we In hope you palms. <laughs> what? 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 I it don't know. Not, Sorry. I, I know what you said. <laughs> In the palm of our hand. Oh, like we control our listeners? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's how listenership works, but maybe it no, is. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, maybe TV. Oh, like, it's like hip. I mean, it's audio. It's audio. Uh-huh. Auditorial. So, yeah, it would be kind of like mind control. Yeah. We're, we're like the Rasputin to we're all our listeners. We're slowly brainwashing all of you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed the beginning of this season, too. We're just coming out of the the episode we just had about Lost Col- Almost Colossus. Yeah. This is the first time I've really referenced the episodes that have come before. Um, but I just hope you guys really enjoyed those um, episodes. I mainly am bringing this up because if you are enjoying the podcast... I would love to see you guys go on to iTunes and review us, along with putting a five-star rating if you can. Uh, put a little review for us. That just brings more people that like yourself, that enjoy a podcast like Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, it'll bring more of those people to us. Yeah. So go ahead and do that. <laughs> yes, you have no choice. Yes, Kate will mind control you to do that. Thank you, Kate, <laughs> for using your power. The most mind effective control. means to get good ratings and reviews <laughs> is mind control. Yeah, great. Um, we're gonna jump right into our next segment. Oh boy, email. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't cover any last week, so we're gonna. We got three emails we want to discuss or um, share with our listeners. Yeah, our first is a first time um, emailer. Hey, his name is Drew Campbell. What up, Drew? Hello. He says, hey, guys, I've been meaning to write in, but I just haven't gotten around to to it until now. I mean, life is busy, Drew. It really is. I understand. (laughs) I'm very busy and we do this (laughs) on top of our dreams. Uh, (laughs) First off, I enjoy the podcast and really appreciate your enthusiasm for the world of Hellboy. Thank you. Yeah. They've been my favorite comics for quite a long time now. That said, I don't want to be the nerd who points out every little fact that you got wrong or reference that you missed. Go ahead. We That's fine. We yeah. Mind. We're not perfect. We just enjoy it. We're, We're not- bad nerds and you got to be a good nerd for us. Yeah, that's okay with us. <laughs> but I, I do want to correct you on your pronunciation of Mike Mignola, Mignola's name. It is Mignola. We are definitely correct. We already know that Mignola? Now. Yeah, he is correcting Great. us once again. Because you probably started a little later Yeah, than that's others, totally which fine. Which is totally fine. And... I mean, people are going to get it wrong here and there. Um, yeah. We've corrected it, and I hope to keep it that way. <laughs> that way. Old Miggy. Uh, he says, your guest from the Wolves of St. August episode had it right. So Sweet. Okay. Call out to Jonathan. Yeah. Of course he would. He was like pretty much right about everything Everything that he brought to the table and was a <laughs> <Yeah>. fantastic guest. <laughs> They're one of the best guests. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he says, I just finished listening to the bonus episode. Monkey Man and O'Brien was a backup feature in all four issues of Seated Destruction, which you're correct. Yeah. It's included in the um, issue that Kate got me as a gift. Yeah. It was written and drawn by Art Adams. I don't remember how many pages each installment was, but when I get a chance, I might take some pictures of them and send them your way. Sweet. Please do. Yeah. Because I only have the one, and I haven't read that section yet. Yeah, dude. Uh, and you guys were talking about the Legend imprint. We did talk about the Legend imprint. Mm-hmm. Who did we talk to? Did we to? Was it just us that talked about that, or was it Jason? 
Jason might have informed us of the imprint a little bit. I'm trying to remember, but we uh, he informs us again too that what we we That's did good. discover from Somebody's one of our guests that was an imprint within Dark Horse that was made up of creator owned and creator driven work by Mignola, Art Adams, John Byrne, Frank Miller, and maybe some other creators too. And the Legend Lego was actually drawn by Mignola. Cool. It's a really cool. It's right here in front of you. Yeah. Cool. It is very cool. <laughs> um, thank you for all that, Drew. And he also says, anyway, thanks for spreading the good word of Hellboy. I'll be back for season two. So he, yeah, he nice man. This is an email from season one. You didn't even realize he doesn't know how good we are now. <laughs> yeah, Drew. <laughs> uh, then he emailed immediately back and said, "Oh, and I forgot to mention, I love the theme song, and I can't wait it's for the sick. digital release." Yeah, I sent this over to Taylor Williams, who created it. Yeah, um, and I said, oh, "You gotta get nice. that digital release ready." So I don't have any updates, but it should be coming. Cool. Um, and he does. And it reminds him. Of one of his favorite bands, Torch, or Torch, 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 let's see, Torch, but with an E at the end. I'm probably sorry, Drew, if I pronounced your favorite band wrong. Um, and I, when I shared that with Taylor, he's like, "Yeah, he's right. We do sound like that." Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna said, check him out. And he says, "Cheers, great, thank Cheers you, to you, Drew. Wonderful email. Thank you for sending that in, Drew." Um, and our next email comes from. We have two more emails. They come from, from regular emailers. We love them. This next one's from Jonathan Kreitz. This is about the chained coffin. Sweet. He says, Kate and MTC, thanks for another fun episode. I've been so busy with work and family the last few weeks that I've gotten way behind on my podcast listening. I'm trying to catch up this week to listen to the Wake the Devil Part 1. Thanks, man. Sweet. But, you know, don't kill yourself. We're going to be there. You got to prioritize things (laughs) (laughs) above us. Yeah. We love you, but, you know, (laughs) take care of your life. Be healthy. (laughs) He says a few thoughts on this episode. Uh, This is one where we mentioned Witchfinder for the first time because I just picked up a random issue. Oh, yeah, that's right. He says, I've not read Witchfinder yet, but I'll get into it eventually on my reread. In-house ads are great. I even love those vintage ads. Um, this is when he's talking about when I talked about that debacle with the advertisement in oh, DC yeah. Comics. He says, when reading back issues, but the ad you described sounds terrible. It was. <laughs> um, he says, nothing specific about Trump and Marvel, but I get the sense that they're not going to be putting him on the cover of Amazing Spider-Man. LOL. Yeah. As they did Obama. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like Spider-Man like, wait, do you think, here's an idea. Do you think if, if actually, I don't think it's going to happen. But if like Trump was removed from office, do you think mm-hmm. then he gets the cover of Amazing Spider-Man because it's Spider-Man with him in a web? <laughs> He's just caught him. Yeah, He's like, like, an, on like a, a rant from towers. Just something. a classic burglar in a Spider-Man web, but it's Trump. All of his New York swinging around is he like he's never pictured in. I'm very surprised if he's never on a, been on in like one. a Trump building because I feel like before he was president, people would just put him places like Home Alone too. Yeah. He like everybody just found him harmless and we should have never considered him harmless. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. There's probably one on this very network we're on that you can yeah, listen to right. about that. Um, but great. Yeah, I agree with you. He will not be on the cover and he shouldn't be. Yeah. He says, love Stephen King. He's never really gone away, but we are all in a King renaissance right now. The Dark Tower movie was a pretty standard sci- sci-fi action movie. Nothing special, unfortunately. That's what I've heard. Yeah. 
I'm getting further I'm, in them. How further are you? I'm on the third book now, which is oh, so sad. Okay. No, but how many books are there? Um, I think there's Total? like six or seven or oh, something. Oh, that's, that's a fucking feat. Don't it's beat yourself up about that. Junk. And I've been reading other stuff. It's not like, you know. Yeah, you can't. Sometimes those things you can't. Like, I love Dune, the originals. They have five or six. I think five, if I'm right. I have read four of them, and I just, right now, I'm waiting to read Heretics, and I even tried to start it, Yeah, and I just wasn't in the mindset to do it. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, I gotta set this gotta down and let my mind rest a little more. Yeah. So I get it. Don't rush yourself. Okay. <laughs> he says, Dark Horse Presents was a cool title. I collected all the ones that had Star Wars short stories back when Dark Horse had the title. Yeah, Sweet. it's a very cool little, like, sort of like... um what are they called? They're just like short stories like that or like a story that builds serialized. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just like a little one-off kind of thing. Yeah. I or they'd be like ones that you yeah. have to pick up everyone to get this, the next part of the story. Um, mm. Whatever. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a really cool thing. I think yeah. they're still doing it. I Our listeners could correct us on that just because I'm not subscribed For to it. For Star Wars? Like, not Star Wars, but I think Dark Horse Presents still is occurring. Oh, cool. I don't know if that's true. But our listeners can chime in. That's why I don't. I don't check my facts so I can hear from you. Uh, he says I'm wrong on purpose to get emails. Eh, don't tell them. Now. Oh no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, he says I love how Mignola works in little tie tie-ins to the main story in these short stories. He works in little tie-ins. I feel like it rewards dedicated readers. I think he's right. Totally, especially because I think he's definitely he uses them a lot to even. Not even just tie-ins, but clean up stuff that he wants for us to under better understand about the whole um, Hellboy verse. Yeah. So, and we'll be definitely getting to more of that in the future of the podcast. Yeah. Um, like y'all, I love the framing de- device of a letter to Abe. Totally, that really makes the chain coffin work really well. He says Mignola is such a master story t- storyteller. He transitions to Hellboy's dream slash vision so well. Agree. I do believe that the priest and the nun were her actual children. I think that we were, were like a little confused because, yeah, but about it, it was maybe slightly. But I think he's right. Yeah, and I think that might even come become more clear as the series goes. Okay, I'm not sure, but I feel like it is. So I think he's right. Cool. <laughs> I be- I trust him. <laughs> yeah, me too. Dang, you usually don't see the priest character of true faith get defeated. It's usually a priest that no longer believes. Um, I didn't understand that statement. I guess just that the priest is like not, he's not like, he still believed in God, but was defeated as opposed to somebody who like casts the cross away. Like he gives up his faith and then is lost. Yeah. You're right. I think it's uh, also more powerful, Jonathan, I think. For me it is. It's tragic, I guess. Yeah, tragic. Yeah. More effective. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Good call, um, Jonathan. And then it says the demon soliloquy is chilling. I agree. Very chilling. It's cool. Um, and then he says, great Google foo, Kate. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got you're the you are the one. You're you're, you're right on top of it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> trying He's, to fill my brain. Right. He says, again, thanks for doing this show. And our listeners, you can check out Jonathan. He's from Houston. He's a co-host of Cast Protection, a Stranger Things podcast, and host of Into a Larger World, a Star Wars literature podcast. Um, one last email is from our original emailer, Alex. Woo! It's the subject is whoops, whoops, my bad. Whoops, <laughs> my bad. He says, 
thanks for reading my email on the cast. And we're like, yeah, of course. And Hell he says, yeah, Alex. And he says, Kate nailed my last name, LOL. Sweet. Of course I didn't. <laughs> of course I didn't. I'll, I'll never will. That's <laughs> why I only said Not Alex. out of any slight to you, Alex. It's just how this whole thing works. That's how my brain and my mouth work. <laughs> he says, my phonic spelling was bad on Nimue, N-I-M-U-E. He says, the A, A, the A or I-A-Y was supposed to read more like a Canadian A, A, long A. Cool. He says, apologies. I should have done A-E-Y. You know what? That's okay. I think you did a great job. Yeah. Alex, I don't think we're mad at, we're not mad at all. And, we've, and Kate probably <laughs> is going to say it right either way. <laughs> now I don't want to test it because I <laughs> yeah. it. Then he says, either way, you're still kicking ass. Wake the Devil is one of my favorites, so this is a very good time for me. Uh, when you get to Hedek, he- he- how do you pronounce that again? He might even give us some pronunciation. Oh, Hecate? Or oh, he he- does Hecate? give us one. Hecate, yeah. He has Hecate? a good, I forgot. I've reread these emails and I forget about them. Oh, man. Uh, but he has a good way of pronouncing it. So he says, there's actually an interesting story about pronunciation of her name, since that going to be the ongoing joke. So he already calls us out. We're going to get it wrong. Okay, good, good. <laughs> he, he says, Hecate. He foresaw. <laughs> like the words heck and manatee had a baby. Hecate. 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 You see, you're so good. Man- <laughs> I think I'm terrible. Manatee. Ugh. Manatee. Hecate. Hecate. Yeah. Hecate hey. is the real pronunciation is what he Hecate. says. Hecate. Cool. But Hecate like heck eight was made. Now we're saying it so many times she's going to appear in this apartment. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Bring it on. Beetlejuice style. <laughs> Uh, we'll go in the bathroom. I looked over my spin. shoulder because I am a baby weirdo. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but he does say that like uh, the heck eight like was made popular by Shakespeare because he needed it to rhyme. To rhyme? Oh, yeah. gotcha. He's twisting it. Yeah. Good little history lesson. That there. is cool. And he says this great episode shaved two hours uh, off boredom, of boredom off my 7.5 hour flight from Scotland. Cool, man. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad we did that for you. And then he says, I'll be at New York Comic Con, and my whole plan for that con is to get into the Hellboy panel. I will cut a nerd to get in there. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, you're a nerd. You're going to cut another nerd? (laughs) He'll cut a fellow nerd, dude. Oh, oh, wow. That's how serious he is. Very serious. And he says, what else? (laughs) Oh, Kate's engagement story is really great. Oh, thanks. He says, thank you for sharing that with us. Side note, I have read these books a number of times and for some reason never realized that HB actually yells boom until this podcast. Oh, yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. And he says, that's all for now. Looking forward to the rest of Wake the Wake. And I think he means Wake the Devil. Wake the yeah. Devil. I can't uh, wait to hear what thank if you, he Alex. has to cut anybody or if he gets into that panel violence free. Yeah. And that's a great segue, him going to um, the New York Comic Con. Because as he said, he's trying to get on that panel. Yeah. And that brings us to our next segment, Countdown to Hellboy 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going disc jockey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, turned or morning zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because the first thing that's cool is they have an official release date for the movie, which is January 11th, 2019. So soon, dude. So soon. That's this really soon. This year has soon. gone by so fast, and yeah. I can't believe And nothing's come out on it, other than that with one or two images. No. But no, other than that, nothing. Silent. I'm assuming, because the other big news that we want to touch on is that, like he said, Hellboy at, is coming to New York Comic Con. It was teased yeah. by David Harbour. It's official now. 
uh, Mignola, as well as all of the cast and the director, I believe, are all going to be there. There's a bunch of different articles online um, that I pulled from Screen Rant, as well as um, mo- mostly Screen Rant. Uh, but they're they're heading to there to have a panel. I mean, yeah, I wish I was going to go, but I'm not yeah. going to fly to New York. I don't have that money. No. Um, I'm trying to open up the link, and I can't open my link. Um, but that said, um, I really think they'll probably drop some massive footage. If not a trailer, there's got to be some bit. I, I'm assuming, I don't know how they could not drop a trailer at it. They must. It, In, well, it looks like, well, okay, so I opened it here. Um, so, yeah, creator uh, Mike Mignola, director Neil Marshall, and the cast, including David Harbour, Ian McShane, who's going to play Professor Broom, mm-hmm. uh, Sasha Lane, who's going to be Alice Monahan, Daniel Day Kim as Ben De- uh, Daimio. Yeah. And Mila Jovovich, um, Nimu, the Blood Queen, will all be in attendance. So that's going to be a pretty awesome panel. Oh, that's going to be a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Very so jealous cool. of those people that can just saunter in there and see it. Yeah, Because like, I tell you right Take now, a I'm not waiting in line. Even for something I love, I don't like lines. <laughs> You're so. not a line guy? Dude, no. I'll wait in line. The other day, I went to that place... That hot chicken. Oh joint. yeah, you. We talked about the hot chicken. And you did I talk again? about that on the podcast? Yeah, you've already talked about. Oh talked man, about it. <laughs> I still. It's in my mind. It's a long wait, and you did the long wait. I did do the long wait. Yeah. I'll do a long wait for any stupid old thing. I won't. <laughs> I'm like movie line. What are we doing? What are we all thinking? <laughs> we got to see this that bad. Really? Yeah. Shouldn't we be using this time to help the world? <laughs> I know. I'm just gonna go home and sleep. Oh, but. now I feel bad. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I'm wasting my time, even if I'm not in line. Spoiled my precious life on chicken. <laughs> no, it was a great place. Yes. But I think it's really cool. And I was going to declare right here, Kate, uh-huh. if they drop a trailer, we got to do it. We have to do like an emergency episode yeah, yeah. to talk about An it. alarm's going to go <laughs> off and then we'll go down like fire poles like Batman and Robin. And then just land in the studio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The studio. The it's studio. not an apartment. It's a <laughs> studio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I agree when uh, that happens. Because I'm really excited to see what they'll show in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Because they haven't even given us a teaser trailer. Yeah, dude. Which you would, th- a lot of times movies like this will give you a teaser trailer, and then when they get closer, they'll like drop Like a while full. out. Like, it's pretty crazy that we haven't seen anything yeah. beyond the pictures. Yeah, that's it. That's it for Countdown uh, to Hellboy 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not more beyond that other than we're going to wait till um, Comic-Con, which is, um, I do believe, October. People that are going to, um, I think it's October 6th, I believe, is when it kicks off. Um, cool. But if you're going and you're a Hellboy fan, let us know how that experience goes. We'd love to hear about from you um, about that. You know our email. Uh uh, crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com um, or heck tag us on your Instagram pictures while you're at the panel or any other Hell yeah. hellboy stuff that you see while you're at uh, New York Comic Con be a hundred I mean I don't know if this episode actually this might hit Maybe after then, October dang it this might be wrong for me to well, say this go back and retroactively <laughs> I, just, I literally tag just us. started doing the math and I was like wait uh, that will probably already be done. <laughs> yeah. So, and I probably won't edit this out. <laughs> but either way, I hope you guys are intuitive enough 
without listening to this, that you do let us know about your New York Comic Con Hellboy experience. I'm closing my eyes <laughs> and just shooting it into the ether. I'm using my psych, my psionic energy right now to just communicate that with all of you. Yeah, I'm really on a, I'm on a crazy trip right now to do <laughs> <laughs> to control our listeners, to control the <laughs> listeners' minds. I don't know why. We love it. You're just keep trying. Yeah, I'll just, just keep, keep trying. trying. I'll keep trying. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we're back, we're going to dive right in to the first ever Christmas special or part of a Christmas special, um, Hellboy Christmas special, the story, A Christmas Underground, when we return. Hey, everyone. I'm Holly Laurent, and I have a new podcast called Mega. Each week, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ross Kimball and Greg Hess. It's a fully improvised podcast existing in a fictional mega church called Twin Hills Community Church. Each week, we have a different comedian on playing a new character who works at the church. You can find us on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, church is about to get a whole lot funnier. Welcome back to Aw oh Crap, a Hellboy podcast with me, Kay Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. Yeah, now we're about to jump into a Christmas underground and just a little bit of information about this issue written and illustrated by Mike Mignola, as per usual, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Pat Brousseau, edited by Scott Alley. And it was originally published in the Hellboy Christmas special, Hellboy number 14, December 1997. Yeah, and then I think this is the first one we have read on the cast. Um, is that what they call them? Is that, is that like the slang of a podcast called a cast? The old but, cast. <laughs> the old cast. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be more hip. But, it's um, working. I think this is the first story that we're reading on here that is fully colored by Dave Stewart, who cool. we've seen his name a lot, and he's gone on. He becomes just an amazing colorist. Like I think he really... Changes the game for whatever he touches. Yeah. I mean, this is like pretty, I mean, subtle, subtle color, even for, you know, even for Hellboy, I think it's mm-hmm. like really nice and understated. Um, I would agree. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. And so, as you said, it was just, these are Christmas specials. I don't, I can't remember how many there are now, but I, or if they stopped, but I think they're bringing them back if they haven't already. Oh, cool. Our listeners can inform us a little more of that, but then hopefully I'll just get it in. And now that I'm subscribed once again for Hellboy at, for issues. Yeah. In my comic book shop, maybe it will show up in my whole, yeah, you might see it over the holidays. Cool. If, it, if it actually is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's jump in. So we open up on this really cool, um, establishing shot of, a. A big England English manor. It says England, nineteen eighty nine, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Ooh. And then just Hellboy talking to this doctor, um, talking about how this woman is about to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they're walking through this mansion, he's pointing out a painting with her daughters, uh, or her children, I should say, and the. Middle one, Annie. Hellboy's, she's a cutie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, watch it, Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he's just like, yeah, she's cute. Yeah. That's it. And like, uh, yeah, so then he's just kind of explaining that Annie was, she like too creative to be this far away from people, like sort of went a little like. Yeah, so they're, they're secluded. This manner, so it's implying that this manner, which they're walking around at night at this time on Christmas Eve, 
is secluded then. It's very far. I mean, most English manors I see seem like they're not near anybody else. Yeah. The grounds yeah, are probably very extra large. secluded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she used to like be bored and wander around in the cemetery. And I love this part where he says, and there are stones in that place older than any Christian grave. So it like just gives it this gravity. Yeah. Um, mysterious. There's other powers that could be there. Yeah. Other rituals might have taken place as well beyond Christianity yeah. or the no- norms. And then, um, yeah, she just talks about how she disappeared and uh, hasn't been seen. Hellboy, I, I was surprised by one thing that he does say to the priest here. He's like, not gruff with him, but he's like, the priest is kind of like lamenting that he didn't help more, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, when people were disappearing from the house, um, like first the uncle, then all the rest wasted away. Poor Mrs. Hatch. She's the last one. Um, Hellboy says to go fix her drink. He's going to go see her. He's sort of sympathetic right there. Yeah. He's like, he's like, go, go. Why don't you go get a drink? And he's like, I should have done something. You should have. Yeah. That caught me off guard too. Yeah. I was like surprised by that, that he's like. I don't know. It like made me wonder what his history is with this family mm-hmm. more. Hellboy like, or the priest? Um, Like Hellboy, I think, because he seems to be like it made me wonder like what he what his history is. That's all just. To, oh, really? Because yeah. for me, what I took it as is I took this as just a job. Yeah. Just happened to get called out. It happens to be on it Christmas Eve. And I think sometimes and you could this is just how I perceived it. Um, is how sometimes we're we can be a little more glib or honest with strangers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Cause you don't have anything invested in that person. Yeah. It's like I'm not gonna hurt maybe he doesn't care if he like hurts this there's guy's n- feelings. Yeah, or there's something. no relationship to like keep alive. So I think he might, I mean, he's, he's getting harsh, but he's just like, he may be at the first mention of it. He's just like, okay, well just go get yourself a drink. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. kind of like, you know, you did your best, yeah. but then yeah. it's like, you're going to keep bringing it up. Well, I'm going to let you know you should have. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Cause you didn't. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you could have done more, but you didn't take care of it. it. Just seems like this family sort of forgot about it. Yeah. But I wonder what drew them out here in the first place, though, because to me, I mean, he mentions that she loses blood, the um, like the elder hatch like woman. But yeah, I was like, what? I wonder what like did he know that this thing was there? Like, did they did like the BPRD find out about it and send him out there to check it out or like? There's kind of a little bit of backstory that he just kind of lets you, I guess because it's a one-off, it's like a lot is just, it's like, oh, it's not really necessary. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think because it's a one-off, I treat it like it is just a job. Yeah. That that makes sense. This woman's death and this woman's disappearance has now come to light. Well, hey, bellboy, go check this out. And you're right. The priest is probably the one that informed somebody. Maybe. Yeah. And maybe that's a little bit of the glibness too, is like, why didn't we know about this? Right. If people have been like you know, dying here and like a girl went missing, like, and you think it's supernatural. Why didn't we hear about it sooner? Yeah. yeah. Why are we hearing it now on her deathbed? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, 
that this is inferring a lot from the simplistic dialogue. But. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that sounds right. right to me. And then, yeah, so he goes to visit Mrs. Hatch. Um, uh, she's relieved that he's not a doctor. Yeah. Um, this is a very sweet, this is more of, I think, of that beautiful Hellboy humanity in this yeah. scene. Yeah. He's like, got, you got that nice panel right there in the middle that really draws my eye of his hand on hers. Um, and she's like got this like bluntness that Hellboy definitely would appreciate. I think. Yeah. How do you feel? Old, dying, you know? Like, and then you yeah. just see his hand go on her. Like, yeah, he's like, there's an yeah. understanding and not a like. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. And then she mentions this box for Annie that she has. Um, uh, asks that he makes sure that she gets it. You promise? I promise. And it's like this little tiny box. Um, I knew you would. I, uh, you thought I didn't recognize you, ma'am. Your father, Christmas. And then you see she's like, <laughs> yeah. She thinks he's Santa. You see Father Christmas there in the corner with this like Hellboy eye. It's <laughs> 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 like one glowing eye. And then we get this nice like quiet middle panel here. Yeah. To kind of just establish this like soft snow falling. It's a great transition. It's I love really I love good. his use of this that that thin panel to transition. Yeah, and it like highlights it like it like edits the top 3 from the rest of the page. It like really cuts that well and it's like it's just nice and gives you a real sense of the quiet in this isolated manner. Like it's really cool. And then um yeah, he's gives the priest some instructions like here's a number call it if I don't come back I love but this I'll come book. back yeah, <laughs> yeah that and the pacing of that is so brilliant because I feel like with the close-up from that like two shot with the dialogue the dialogue above a bubble above them yeah you I feel like when you cut to the close-up and that and the way that the dialogue bubble is popping in off of frame, it gives the idea that Hellboy is walking away. Yeah, he he's like that. already gone. And then the next panel, he's completely gone. Yeah. from. Uh, he's like not even close to him. Uh, but I'll be back. He's just like trudged off. And then, um, yeah, and the priest is left alone, like standing, doing nothing in a field, which I guess yeah. is what he was doing before. Just with this list. Just a good way to emphasize that. But he's like, he just kind of stands and watches. Mm -hmm. Um. And then, yeah, we get Hellboy kind of like trudging through the snow in this graveyard. Um, got some awesome textured old gravestones yeah. that Magnolia's really good at with a couple little like cool druidic kind of swirls and things like that. He's using that Kirby crackle in all sort of exciting different ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's like uh, a little rat or a mouse perched on top of one. That warns him, beware. Yeah. A, like a little beware. squeaky, beware. Like, uh, <laughs> I just immediately think of the the, the mice from Cinderella. Oh, mice. that's funny. He's yeah. just like a little, little more ominous. A little more ominous version, but. <laughs> this ain't no, uh, what's the thing's name? Tug Tug or something? Tug Tug or something. Yeah, I can't. Something like that. <laughs> oh, boy. Is this him? When he says beware, is him punching this... Gus Gus. Gus Gus. We were way off. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Um, yeah. So when he... Sorry. When he punches the headstone... Yeah, so the, the, we, we see the rat. Then we go into a close-up of the rat and he says beware. And then our next uh, frame, next panel, is is Hellboy with a... with Which is pretty... I can't... From what I could tell with the finish, finish of his hit, yeah. he hit it with his non... 
non right hand of doom. Unless you know, he's smashing with like both hands, hands, like he's like whapping through this, like I don't know, he's doing this big sweeping motion or something. Right. Um, is smashing that, the, that down? Is that the stone the rat's on? Is that his response to beware? Yeah, beware. <laughs> Whatever. Complete disregard for the beware. I mean, that would be his very, very hellboy. MO too, yeah. <laughs> so he like smashes that off of this uh, gravestone or this uh, these like set of stairs that kind of appear, or not stairs, but like a path that appears underneath. And what the yeah, hell this is, is so this? Cool. Three panels. And then, yeah. And we it's see ex- this big sort of like more ornate stonework. And then a bust of a woman that also warns Hellboy beware. Yeah. It's like a um, whole like temple or palace yeah, underground. Yeah, there's like this big cavernous area and he's like kind of walking slowly to it. Um, uh, to like this warm glow that's un- in a, through a doorway underneath that. And we see floating candelabras. I, Ghosty as hell. I love the floating candelabra. Yeah, it's what pretty cool. What a cool, creepy... Especially like eerie, man. I think most things, and and Hellboy, this for the most part has been in dark spaces, right? Yeah. And I love when you can then subvert that or do a twist on it. Yeah. Like this, where it's like a fully lit room, and that yeah, candle like flowers and out. like yeah, and it's like wait a minute, yeah, we're so used to <laughs> dark, dank, like underneath castles and uh-huh. dungeons and stuff, and it's like yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where it's like. You're still looking around and being like, okay, something's up. Something's yeah. Up. <laughs> um, and I love how there's like an over the shoulder shot of the candelabra to Hellboy too in the sec- in the fourth panel. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you're in the like quotes are like the speech bubbles are coming from like the bottom of that panel. Like you're, we're like looking through her yeah. in that middle panel. I think that's really neat. And she's asking like, who's this bold stranger? Quixote? Lancelot? Um, or maybe de Bergerac toppled from the moon, which, okay, that's one of the things I Googled, dude. Cause well, I was like, it, I, I've heard the name, but I don't know the, I don't know it. It's just like, uh, uh, based on Cyrano de Bergerac who oh. wrote the other world comical history of the States and empires of the moon, which is a satirical novel. That's considered to be one of the first science fiction stories. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, that's neat. Like I was telling you, like so many of the references in Hellboy, like sometimes it's like sometimes you've like, as you've said before, and I think you've said it on the podcast too, um, that you will like kind of read through them sometimes because it's like it helps inform it and color it, but it's not really necessary to, yeah. to read the story and get, which I like completely agree with every now and then I'll get on a kick and like Google everything. And to me, it feels like when I used to watch the Simpsons as a little kid and there would be a reference to something yeah. and I'm like, Jumping on that, which I might have also said before, but I don't care if we said that before. But I think you're right, and also, like, I mean, it still holds true. It's just like I, it. I feel like it's informing me about a lot of stuff that I otherwise would not have. I mean, when am I gonna learn about Cyrano de Bergerac unless Mike Mignola tells me to <laughs> look it up? But I think that that's great because, like The Simpsons, or similar to Simpsons, like where that for me, Simpsons, the references I'd grow up and then I'd get them when I'd rewatch. Yeah, yeah. Versus Hellboy, I might that might happen too for me. But it also, might. <laughs> it might. I don't know what I'm gonna learn as I go. Yeah, that's true. But I do think this is what maybe makes Hellboy so popular as we take a moment to discuss this and these references, is because it sort of will fuel two of two different brains. 
yeah. a brain switch like yours that's going to be like, I want to know that. What is that? I'll look it up or I'll go find it. Yeah. Versus me where I will sort of just infer. Like, yeah. I, get, I know what Coyote is. I know what Lancelot is. So when I get to Bergiac, some other I kind of will just infer what that is. Sure. And then keep reading the story. Take those context clues and keep going. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do that sometimes too where I'm like, I just don't. I'm fine. I can. Right. I just want to keep reading and seeing where this story goes. But I think um, it fuels two different. Yeah, that's why it I think scratches it's so itches for a lot of different kinds of learners. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't know? have to know the reference, <laughs> but it will heighten it. Yeah, but it won't like. I don't think you'll you'll even if you know it, you won't like have like an upper hand on the. Yeah, the that it you don't like lose you'll be like, We're something. still enjoying the same story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's cool. And he's so he like immediately I think recognizes. And I her. love his response to that. He's like, nope, only me. Only me. <laughs> yeah. And then she invites him to stay, um, which, you know, has got to be all this is too good to be true. Um, and all the yeah. others will be here. Others. Others, yeah. <laughs> and the prince will come. Oh, really? You're Anne Hatch. Annie. My mother calls me that. So she's like stuck in this kind of like spacey. To me, like she's stuck in this like young innocent headspace or whatever yeah it's almost like a uh purgatory is the closest thing i can come to yeah yeah you're just or just a trapped in a moment of time i guess yeah um and she's like we get to have nice dinners now yeah do you want to have dinner (laughs) like it's a little bit like that where she's a little like enwrapped with this with something this prince most likely and i love how just with the coloring it's so bright it's so warm yeah. But just everything perfectly is off still. Yeah. Even yeah. Even though you get what your The colors are way warmer. Yeah. Like the warm is exactly right. But then it's like not quite, it's like not quite real, like as real as everything else is depicted with these like greens and just more like natural. Like you never really see something like it's everything's yellow everything's bright and mm-hmm. it's like a little too much like you said yeah so and it's I think suspect that, yeah very suspect um and of course we're looking we're in hellboy's shoes a little bit we're like hey what's up yeah um and i loved the close-up of her of annie when she says annie my mother calls me that because i think i don't know mignol just caught and i think with stewart's colors I get the impression off of that one um, panel of her look like that's the first time in a long time she's heard that. And it's the first time in a long time that she's thought of her own mother. Yeah. It's just like a desk. There's like a I don't know. There's there's like a sadness to the look. Yeah, I think so. Like and she like describes how far away she lives and everything, even though it's like, well, it didn't take super long to get it. It's like (laughs) far away on a sort of. Different on plane. different planes of existence, <laughs> yeah. maybe. So yeah, it kind of gives you that. And I also like how just her hair is, it looks almost like she's floating underwater or something. Like her hair is floating yeah. in this kind of unnatural way. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great really detail cool to put, put, point out. That's a wonderful detail. Yeah, just like all the beads and like, yeah, the strands, the individual strands are kind of like floating away. Ooh, it reminds me a lot of like shape of, beginning of shape of water. Yeah, yeah. That's the sense I get like without... You know, but she's just walking around with this like ethereal kind of floatiness and like these, you know, birds flying down here, like doves and plants. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of life. And uh, yeah. So she's saying that she used to live in the house with her mother and then there was a secret garden where she used to hide. And then 
uh, there was a little mouse with silver eyes who bid her to follow it. Follow me. Yeah, follow me. <laughs> and then he led me down a hole in the ground. And for a while, I was lost. <laughs> then a soothing voice spoke to me out of the dark. Abide with me and be my bride. And thou shalt have all thy heart's desires. So like Ugh. the devilish, the most devilish yeah. devil thing you could say. Um who are you? The second son of a king, um, which I didn't Google to my chagrin. That's okay. I bet it's some kind of Lucifer shit. Sounds like it. Or I mean, th- people always associate devil just to Lucifer, but in the mythos, I say mythos because I don't believe any of that. Yeah. Uh, in the mythos of of all of hell and demons, there's multiple demons. Like, oh yeah, there's like tons. So it could just be one of the de- mini one demons of those things. that are under Lucifer and all of that. I bet you you're right. And I love how like there's a palace under here. Like we're seeing like like maybe a wing of this world right yeah. now with Hellboy. But in this frame, after his offer, we just see this beautiful like it looks like another world. Yeah. Um, it yeah, looks like, like it super- literally reminds me of Nemo. Like the old yeah. Nemo comic Yeah, with books. all the like spires and like little, like, yeah, just the structure is really fantastical and pretty and the something that house. would trap a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something that would trap a, a girl. Yeah, especially like I think she points out that they pointed out they made it clear that she was an artist type. So yeah. she wasn't good to be out here by herself. It wasn't for her. She would be like drawn to this kind of a And place. why she ran away is because her house was just so dark and it yeah, didn't, gloomy. She clearly wasn't happy. So this this demon or took con, uh control like used that as leverage to get I lo- her I also love the like the way that he's depicted with, with the, just the black silhouette against this like blue uh not even like energy, but it makes it makes me think of like just a have just a talking shadow or something. Yeah. Like it's really creepy. And Especially the hand. Yeah, the hand. hand. reaching out with the, the ring. Yeah. Oh. And then the ring like seems to float to her hand. Um, I belong to him. Are you happy? I am. What about your family? When I miss them, I visit them. And then like, yeah. Real quick though, I love you calling out that, that light they find because this is a great thing I love is that we see him with the light. As soon as the ring gets on. Oh yeah, the, then she's, she's surrounded in, by yeah, it. Yeah, she gets surrounded by it along And then with both him. of them. Yeah. Yeah. She's, it's like, yep, you're trapped. Yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) Got ya. (laughs) And then she mentions that one by one, her family came to live there with her. Yeah. And only mother is missing. I think she'll be with us soon. Like, you know, it's like, oh boy. Oh, now we, like, I love in this subtle way. Yeah, you're all dead. (laughs) We now know exactly where we are, what this is about. (laughs) That's what I thought. But you've confirmed my suspicions. (laughs) Yeah. And like, so dinner's prepared. The others are coming. They're hungry, but they'll wait for the prince. And then, you know, ominously surrounding him, even though it's still this like nice yellow, um, pink kind of color. Mm-hmm. And then as we get to this next page, um, she's starting to look more like something's up. Like her, yeah. she's, she's completely a... in silhouette and her hair is like drawn back. Um, she has this sort of like, that yellow glowing eye. Um, yeah. And then he just reminds her, listen to me. This is Christmas Eve. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. She's like, hmm, Christmas Eve. Come on. So like, yeah, he, um, 
presents the box that her mom gave to uh, to give to her. It's a present and it's a little crucifix on a chain. The deceased family members are all standing around watching Merry Christmas. And then as soon as he says Merry Christmas on the very next page, just like the oh. light goes like the light gradually goes from like a warm, warm yellow on this on the this page into yeah. like just less color, less color until we're at like this stark white crucifix and Merry Christmas. And then just a blast of energy that's yeah. like emanating from it. And I love it because all the other figures, I'm assuming her family, as she said, they like start off in just like yellow silhouette. Yeah. Warm silhouette. Then they sort of get one um, panel of them as full figures, but sort of still in that yellow glow. Yeah. And then they immediately in this explosion that you pointed out, it's like this energy is knocking all their skin off of them. Yeah, they're like, there's oh. no pretense of them, of their like, yeah, of themselves as living beings anymore. They're just like, oh, we're corpses. And then he's like, geez. <laughs> yeah, I love them. And then the, the beautiful uh, dining room setup that we saw uh, just two pages before we see now as like, instead of angels, like instead of little cherubic figures, we have these like little like, like just devils playing horns and instead of delicious like fruits and ham we have (laughs) (laughs) heads and shit and like no candles but a hand with fire shooting out of the fingers like really just the panel like just the exact opposite of everything that we I, saw on that panel previous. With the library edition, and you could do this. Oh, and headstones instead of chairs. <laughs> I don't think you can do this what I'm doing in the digital, but with the library edition, it's perfect where the pages number out. It's like 111 and 113. So 111 has the the, the very beautiful, the beautiful dining table with the candelabra and the fruit and the and the like cherubs, whatever. And then if you just flip over it, immediately you get this smaller flame, but just in full flames. Yeah. I love, did you point out the candelabras? The yeah, hand? the fingers, that. that's so insane. Uh, it's just like, it, it is a fun thing to go back and forth like a flip book right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm doing it on this. I'm seeing you do it on your library edition. I'm like, oh, this is just another reason why I need to get that. <laughs> and the, and then Kirby Crackle Galore. Oh, hell yeah, with these um, zombies. Yeah, just or the corpses. Yeah. Cor- corpses, that's what I'm going to call corpsies, them. Corpses, <laughs> little corpses walking over. You know, and all of a sudden they're a lot less welcoming and it's like, we'll, you know, I think we know what's on the menu for dinner. <laughs> they, you see these like jagged, sharp teeth of this oh, one. Oh yeah. Getting closer. So Hellboy gives him a good bop with his uh, right hand to doom and knocks his fucking head off. <laughs> it's such a good, it's just, it just, um, like I love, I loved everything we just walked up through, but it's just funny. Like a moment like this just reminds you of like. Yeah, I'm in a fucking Hellboy comic book. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, everything was so calm and placid for a while. And like, he was just walking around and it was Christmas. You know, a lady died, but that's pretty standard for Hellboy. And then, yeah, oh, we're in a fiery pit with a bunch of dead guys and you got to fight your way out of this. So good. And then this is such a neat, very, very simple white panel in the middle Mm -hmm. here, which is like just a dark contrast from most like Mignola will use a lot of like all black panels, but this is like completely white. And we see her Annie's hands with the on on the right hand, holding the crucifix that she received from her mom and on her left hand, the ring that she received from the demon. I guess she's just like, that's just kind of showing these two influences on her. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. it's a great play to put it. It's just we don't know which one will way. win out. Yeah, because especially in that first one, we see this hand and the ring and the we don't know. Yeah. Because you have no idea of which either of those could fall at this point. Yeah. And then Hellboy, meanwhile, is continuing to smash some clean the clocks of the entire family here. <laughs> yeah, and like, then <laughs> God, I love the fury. I mean, I know the the Kirby crackle and the flames and everything, but like he just just using it really well to like frame the action here. It's really really cool. It's swirling around them. It's I, so I'm, great. I'm just constantly surprised that like. So fire, like red is something that we immediately associate with like fury or rage. Yeah. I immediately think of Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill series yeah. when she gets rage, like sort of goes red. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and we say like seeing red when people get mad. Yeah. But it's fascinating that we have a character who's always red. Yeah. He's always ready and pissed. But we, right. But yeah. we always, but that, that said, we had a couple of pages ago that had his hand and he can be gentle. Yeah. And I love that. This is just another issue that's reminding me of like, oh, you know, he is like controlling it. Like that's always like, he's his not destiny what you first so print. Yeah. It's like, it's like what he is supposed to be according to like these demons and to, you know, to a bunch of, you know, to the, to the people that brought him into this plane of existence he's supposed to be this evil bad thing yeah and he's per, like constantly denying that including this uh issue for this christmas yeah song. i just you pointing out all of this is oh just it's just making cool sense. and then he's yeah and then we see the next page we see her ring slipping off of the finger yeah it's just so, falling from yeah. her finger falling into jesus the is winning out um, I love this panel of Hellboy. Just it looks yeah. really cool. Like his face, the front of his face silhouetted with just like his beard, his uh, beard scruff here, or like his like sideburn scruff. Yeah, or go and the flame bit, yeah. like kind of crackling around him, like little embers falling yeah. around him. And then we see the ring unfurling, and Hellboy is turning to notice, and we see like this sort of little. Ooh, the ring is not just gecko kind of. I think it's a salamander. Sal yeah, salamander. Because I think salamanders they're do like fire in like myth in like mythology. mythology they're like they're fire associated related. with the with with uh, tricksters and demons that trick. I believe that makes perfect sense. I read sense. other like I read a series back in the day by a guy named Morrison Scott Card. He does this thing called the Maker series, mm -hmm. Maker Saga. I liked it at the top. It got a little bad. But um, they there's a one issue where like there's a salamander that like manipulates people and that's they have to cool. like put it on trial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, that sounds all right. Yeah, Hellboy's just watching this thing unfurl and like is like, huh? No, it's just like floating in front of him. Yeah, yeah, I it's just it. floating there. He gives he grabs it and it like curses him with one of those little symbols I that like Rasputin that. was using all the yeah. time. Yeah, um, gives him a little like. Fuck you, kind of like in demon some ancient language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a Sumerian is like fuck off, fuck off, buddy. And then, uh, and then <laughs> just blasts fire out of this little guy. Yeah, um, I love the glow and then the little glow of his skin. In addition to the fire coming out of just him. engulfing oh. him completely, like he's almost completely, uh, like the form is almost completely like like you're blinded with light in that panel. Mm -hmm. um, and then we see the priests. Um, I adjure the vile spirit. Uh, Draco Nequis... Nequ oh, boy. I mean, I'm not going to even... Nequismi? 
And so like I also Googled that. The f- the only thing I really found was that it's a ritual composed for the encircling and possession of the self by the infernal dragon called Satan oh. by most. The demon called Legion is the invigorating force which initiates uh, by dream. I don't know. It, it yeah, goes on Yeah, I know the Legion from the but, but from yeah, going to church at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from being in by a church. Uh yeah, so it's just like so he's doing a traditional a form of like possession and he's like kind like of like an exorcism. Well, in I think sense. he's doing like last rites for the mom, right. but it's like working. It's, you know, Mignola's just doing it kind of like overlapping them, the scenes to kind of give you that contrast, I guess. And also, yeah. I guess to kind of show you that, that Christ is like helping them. Yeah. And I this think Christmas story. Yeah. Through this Christmas story. And also, like this, I think this is giving another um, understanding it that it's not just a situation. It sounds like where this one demon got hold of one of the family members. They're all apparently cursed. Yeah, because just of this, being on that land. either before or because of that action. Yeah, yeah, that she, yeah, the like contract that she entered into with the demon. She got, you know, this beautiful palace and whatever she wanted and everything, but now her family has to go down mm-hmm. there and hang out with, you know, finger candles and <laughs> get just chill in the fire. Right. And I think that <laughs> be this- damned in general. <laughs> yeah. Be bad. You know, just be bad down there. <laughs> uh, but I think that he's doing, as you said, last rites, but also to keep her from going to hell. His The only way he sees he could fight it, fight it. Yeah. He, yeah. He's actually trying. This is, you know. He hasn't tried too much. And this is the one thing he, he knows how do. to do. Um, and then it cuts back to Hellboy, like jacket just burned to hell, like completely <laughs> yeah. gone. Um, He's just left with only shorts and, pa- and yeah, just pockets. These fireproof shorts, <laughs> luckily. And his utility belt. Yeah, his <laughs> utility belt here. And then, when, but like as he's like steaming and smoking, he looks around and he's just in an underground dungeon now. It's like all of the finery and all, but, and then all of the like horror is also all gone. Yeah. And it's, it's just evaporated away. And I love, there's like a little, little remnants of the light. Yeah. There's a little it's glow. Tiny. Yeah. Just a little tiny bit. And then the priest is doing the last rites or Evelyn, Margaret hatch rest in peace. And then we see like a knife that is whittled away a post, like a, like a leg of a, Post, of yeah. a leg of a ch- uh, chair or table or something into like a stake into a stake yeah um and then we see hellboy still down in the basement with like the awesome you know his normal stonework and stuff yeah. and then we see this the figure the prince um with his dark ghostly energy behind him <laughs> I, love, um, yeah. I love they just sort of catch each other's eye and then hellboy's just like Come on. Come on. Yeah. And then boom. <laughs> That's it. Crawl out of your rat hole. <laughs> this, and he's like a giant beast. Yeah. He's like a big burly like it's I mean, it's like a Mignola special. That's like part horse, part pig, part gorilla. Like it's wolf. like his. Yeah. yeah it's it's a wolf. There. Yeah. It's all mushed up into this one cool Mignola beast. Just like roaring out at him. Uh, Hellboy <laughs> gives him a little like wham and then take it like a, and then I assume man, and then he gets smashed by this demon. Yeah. Boom. Sends him flying back. Yeah, sends him flying backwards, rock, debris flying. And then we're just hearing the like. 
Yeah, their battle beating is beating so each loud. other. Yeah. And then it's causing the ground to quake. Yeah, it's knocking graves over and like the priest can hear it from where he is. And uh like a like we assume like a good amount of space above the cavern below. Yeah. And then the ground cracks open. <laughs> More snow falling after the like after all of those booms, you kind of get a moment of silence and like zooming in. Yeah. And we see um, Mrs. Hatch rejoined with Annie. Annie, is that you? I'm here. I'm so cold. Forgive, uh, forgive me for that. And then don't be afraid. So like she's still, I mean, she's a little scary now, but you see that she's like dead and she's yeah. still got that kind of fire around her, but she also has the crucifix on her still. She's like not under the spell of this demon anymore i would assume yeah and i want to i'm gonna i'm gonna infer a lot off of one frame on this yeah so we have the the mother who who looks old but not like a corpse right yeah you have annie who's a spirit but young form Mm -hmm. or some sort of energy source of herself yeah but then when their hands touch they're both decayed yeah they're not it's not the grandma, I mean, the mother's hand is not like of her age. Yeah, I would have. You would I mean you would assume that Annie's would be, of course, it's definitely more rotted than hers. Yeah, but then I think that's a sense that they've been dead. Does that mean that they have been dead for longer than even? I feel like the. That, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm, the mom is just like, she's dying. Like I think she's. I think she was alive. She was the last one. Maybe she's more decrepit than. That first panel on this page implies, like, what does she look like at the very beginning when the priest is? With I feel her? like she's healthy, and I think it's she's a metaphor. not that bad. For me, I'm reading it more metaphorically. I mean, maybe her I'm hand wrong. Is like her a hand little... is a little fucked up. It's a little. <laughs> I, I, hand I, I have been rot. You're probably right. I mean, you're probably she's right. Cold. I think I she's jumped. like she's still cold and blue though. Like yeah. I think she's like she's on the cusp of death right now. You're and right. You're right. Her daughter's there. I jumped. Like, don't I, I assumed a lot. I mean, I'm not. I don't think you know. I I don't think that you're like wrong in reading into like oh she's. But I think I feel like she was alive for at least when the right you're was right. there. Um, but yeah, she tells her I'm with you now, and then we see this like ravine, this like cavern that has opened up. But I and love then, too that in the windows when she says I'm with you, or have that full glow of her color. Yeah, that yellow. Color, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the ravine, as you said. Yeah, yeah, just the snow falling down there. And then back to the fighting boom. (laughs) You could do better than that, big monster like you. Uh, Just cracking jokes while getting his ass kicked. Um, Oh, that's right. You just pick on little girls, son of a... (laughs) And then a big claw right to the chest of Hellboy here. Um, But he was doing it to, like, draw him up closer because it makes this demon hear the church bells. Yeah. Midnight on Christmas, which apparently gets demons real, real good. Yeah, I love it. It's like the tiniest bong mm-hmm. in that that off third in the distance panel. I love that. Hear yeah. that? <laughs> and he's saying it like, yeah, like his spelling is doom. You see the wounds as like the hand falls away from his chest, already looking like from the panel at the top center to this panel at the bottom right. He's like scrawny now Shriveled and up. pale. Um, and then as he falls away, he becomes completely like rotted and then into a skeleton. And that's kind of all she wrote. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess you should have stayed underground. <laughs> Bong. And then like cool close up of Hellboy's eyes. Um, Always a great shot. And then, yeah, just like. The bones look like fossils now. Yeah. That's I was thinking I, that too. Like, like suspended kind of in the, like, I guess the, but I had the same thought. Like they seem, there's almost like a, they're like less rendered than like they're still very detailed but there's yeah. they seem more like 2d than than the other images of the creature yeah. before like they're not like fleshed out at all they're mm-hmm. it's almost like they're very detailed still but it's like a more flat image especially these ribs are look really flat um and just kind of falling away and then we see the priest filling hellboy in mrs hatch is dead um i couldn't do those things to her the wooden stake and the cutting, I'm sorry. He says, yeah. So I wonder what exactly like the plan would have been, <laughs> yeah. you know, it seemed like there was like, and of course like this pre, you know, he's not going to do it. Like he, yeah. he hasn't done anything uh, above and beyond so far. So he's like, I, I didn't do it. All he has going for him right now is those cool glasses he has. He's that got the cool, cool, really cool glasses, glasses. <laughs> cool glowing glasses that, and his drinks. <laughs> and then yeah and Hellboy's like what about this fire I didn't have anything to do with that um, I'm saying it like this although it's probably in an English accent I would assume here I'll um, try it Wait, which part um, I didn't have anything to do with that there you go <laughs> there you go just a very meek priest <laughs> yeah I was, like, I was oh, with, oh, I was I with her till the, the ground began to, to shake I came out of here and next thing I knew <laughs> that's a little Irish hey. sorry oh man <laughs> I'm not offended. Mine would, I would butcher that. Uh, Yeah. So he's like, yeah, it's all right. It's what's best for now. Burn it. Um, Let it burn. Yeah. And then. I love this exchange though. So cute. Let it burn. Poor woman. Yeah. She was a nice old lady. She was a nice old lady. (laughs) She saved her little girl and she thought it was Santa Claus. So Merry Christmas, Mrs. Hatch. Wherever you are. As the building as the burn, yeah, as the building crumbles <laughs> into ashes and embers with the snow falling around it, and then a little like holly, like the end. Yeah. Pretty sweet story. Like, you know, great, great Christmas melancholy tale. Christmas tale that that we that we crave. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think it's great. It because it feels it's it is like Christmas. It's cold and warm at the same time, and it's yeah. like a little sad and a little nice. And like it's, I just thought it was a lot of fun. And then just like, you know, no falling through a floor, which I really miss. Right. Mignola usually graces us with a nice he came up fall through the floor. Yeah, he came up. <laughs> I mean, there was already a hole created in the floor, and the demon fell down that. But you know, yeah. no Hellboy doing his like ninja fall into a you know. Down to a giant basement. Yeah. Giant yeah. haunted basement. But that's okay. I'll <laughs> forgive him because it's really great. It's a great, it is. It's wonderful. Great little story. Uh I love it. I yeah. think it's it's just quite a gorgeous little piece uh short story. Yeah. It was I mean, it's something I think if you are a comic book fan and you do celebrate Christmas. Read it around the holidays. Yeah, man. Get you the... You know, instead of reading... Uh, I want to read the rest of them. I want to read the rest of this Christmas special. I feel bad that I think this is the only one I've read. I mean... Or I've forgotten about the others. I mean... Because well, I it think Because it was are... published with, like, other stories. What was yes. It? In addition to A Christmas Underground, the special included Ernie's Holiday Ditty by Steve Purcell, A Strange Story by Gary Gianni, 
Christmas by Jeff Darrow and Toy Box by Steve Purcell. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I'm curious about the rest of them too. You know, like I wonder if this is like a billion dollars on eBay or something. Could be, could be. Somebody tell us. What a surprise! Surprise for that Christmas special. Um, but great. Any favorite panels or any last final thoughts about it? You I mean, you did say you loved it. So. Yeah, I, I did. I really like that one panel, like where the salamanders revealed, like when the ring falls off, mm-hmm. just Hellboys got the badass with the like right handed doom going across his face with all the fire and embers around him. I thought that was just this whole page is cool. Yeah. Um, and this, this like really dras- dramatic white. That we like never see in other stories by Mignola. Those two pages, I think you're right, are really the standouts. They're really, really cool. Everything is as equal and great, but these really stand out as yeah a change. What about you? Is you think that's like your favorite too? Um, Probably. I always end up liking something small and weird. I mean, that's fine. He gives you so many of those that it's like completely valid to be like you know. You I could also say like. The way the prince is depicted with yeah, the that's what I was shadow in the background. So, so cool. Um, little silver-eyed mouse, you know. There's just all kinds of little cool stuff. Yeah, I, I there is so much in here. I just like, this is the dumbest panel to pick. But I love... <laughs> <laughs> on, there's I not mean, a dumb panel the in The panel here. I love is when he's getting the beast to come up. I love there's just one panel of snow, sky, and bong. Because yeah. it works. Yeah. And it's, it's like, every, yeah, but it's like, that's the thing that's going to finally get him to win the, the fight. Yeah. It's like far away and like small, but a, yeah, it's the first kind of, it's. And I don't think ominous. if you were to tell me to write a comic stupid. book right now, I don't think I am like. Would have the. I wouldn't have to, to do, do that. Yeah. That's what amazes me is like, I think. And also I think most comic books, good, bad or whatever. We are used to just like full frames, full frames. Yeah, there's so certain to, like cliche elements of storytelling that I think Mignola subverts and like does his own way of mm-hmm. telling stories with these like small panels. You know, you don't see that in every single book. Yeah. So that's um, why that like he bomb. can do this big bombastic action, but he can also do this quiet, gentle panel that says a lot, you know, in its simplicity. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So it's a great it's a great story. It's a great issue of Hellboy. Yeah. Um it, it adds to the mythos and what he has been up against. Yeah. I mean, it gives I mean this is taking place in 89. It really gives you fills you in on why he's so like I'm used to it all. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of seen everything. <laughs> like because you have. Yeah. Um great. Um before we um any anything that came to mind if we didn't mention it prior? Uh, to for our audience inspired by this read of Christmas Underground to read, watch, or see. Um, oh, you know what? It kind of makes me. I mean, not exactly. Uh, I saw the movie, the horror movie Black Christmas, recently. Okay. Um, because uh, just a friend recommended it. Uh, my friend Luke Field, who I think we'll have as a guest on later. Oh, episodes. you'll be here. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's like a big horror guy, and he recommended it because like the new Halloween's coming out. Yeah. And I guess Black Christmas was one of the first mo- one of the first movies to show like point of view from the killer, oh. which the original Halloween utilized a lot. Like you yes, see very much. the view of Michael Myers. So like the killer in Black Christmas, that happens a lot. And it's it's a pretty good movie. And there's some like funny shit in it, too. Like there it's like these women, this like sorority house, but they're not like 
uber sexual. They're kind of like drunk, crazy assholes that are like living <laughs> like they're sort of just like they're like not wild girls. They're just sort of like a little crazy and drunk and that's it. Um, but I thought that was a I thought it was a good movie. I'm going to be watching a lot of horror movies now because we're coming up on October and cool. ramping up towards that. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's vaguely Christmas themed and that's sort of, you that's know. That's amazing. It's a good tie in. Yeah. I'm going to tell our audiences to read the original Christmas Carol. Cool. I actually think it holds up and it's a great little story. I want to do that. That sounds cool. I don't think I've it's read magical it in a long time. If you time. think of, yeah. I mean, I haven't read it. Eh, I have I can't remember the last time I read it. I did read it after high school. Yeah. But I like it a lot. I think it's a great little short short novel by Dickens. And it's like, you can look at it several ways. I think it's fun to interpret, like, what is the experience that Scrooge is going through? Yeah. Because I think in a new agey world, or if you believe in, like, the afterlife, you could see it as a near-death experience. Or if you're just into mystical stuff, it's just, like, a really mystical story. Cool. Spirits and all the things that we find in Hellboy. I think it's a really fun story. Neat. Um, I had, like, a weird thing I wanted to talk about, but I don't know if I should share it until we get to the movies. Is like this story involved a lot of Christianity. Yeah. And being someone that doesn't, and that I hope we don't turn or upset any listeners, someone that doesn't believe in Christianity, yeah. it always finds it a little weird. This one wasn't heavy handed, but it makes me think of a moment in the movie where I feel like it is heavy handed, where it's like, not remembering right off the cross saves the day. And I, I, and either I have to get on board with the, I guess I, think I have to, and this is me yeah. processing this. I think I have to get on board and just looking at it through the eyes of mythology. Yeah. And these artifacts have Along powers with everything much else. else. Yeah. And I think I, that's what yeah. I have to do. And it's so ingrained in the mythos of so many of these things, like oh, vampires yeah. and shit. Like it's just such a big part of, of yeah, the mythology like that, especially in like England. Like, I mean, kind of all across Europe, right. but. Um, I guess my, my, and he, you know, he introduces like other, like these stones are older than any Christian graves and all yeah. that shit. Like there's other stuff afoot. So yeah, it's kind of like as valid as other stuff, I guess. No, I hear you. I guess I'm just, sometimes I'm just, but I agree. I I'm agree. always it's a like, little disparaged because I'm like, Ugh, there's people today that I don't like that would believe this cross has all this power. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That like are making my work. Our shitty modern thing, day. Yeah, that people bad. who do shitty things who are like because in the name of that or something. Yeah, so I think I do have to do that thing where I'm yeah, like, dude. it's all mythology. Just put it in that category. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you though on that saltiness about it because I you know I did like twelve years of Catholic school. I'm pretty over it. <laughs> <laughs> I did Mormonism. <laughs> you know, but I knew at fifteen I was yeah, like, yeah, dude. This. Yeah, it's. But uh, I get it. I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with you, and that's I think that's a good way to look at it, just to be like it's just another old story that Mignola likes to pull from, and there's yeah. a rich well of stuff that he can pick from there. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, I was like, I'm glad that you were open to talk. About <laughs> Merry that. Christmas, Merry fucking Christmas <laughs> in October, <laughs> and go watch a fucking horror movie. Yeah, for God's <laughs> sakes. Uh, before we close out this episode, I have a little segment, a return of another segment we call More Mignola. Um, we, Hollywood Reporter put this out. This is associated with what we talked about earlier. It is, he, Mignola has made a Umbrella Academy cover. I believe this is associated with the New York Comic Con that's coming up. 
cool. And I think it's just something cool. If you go to a Hollywood Reporter, if you just do like a Google search for it, you should be able to see his very cool um, Umbrella Academy cover. Uh, I think it's just, I don't know much about the Umbra- Umbrella Academy, to be completely honest. Mm-mm. But I think his cover is really cool. Yeah, it looks, fr- looks freaky. Yeah. Really I f- mean, he's got some cool stuff. He's got, you know, Mignola was probably like, oh, I get to draw a monkey body with a guy's head on it and <laughs> tubes and metal. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is like, he was probably like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that right now. Oh, yeah. Jumped on it. So it's a great cover. Um, it's something that I think is really cool. That is cool. But it is a cover that's, I think it might be an exclusive um, for the comp, the New York Comic Con. Sweet. So it's good to see him do, still doing what he does great. <laughs> um, great. Uh, please, if you have any thoughts about this episode or anything that we discussed um, uh, in this episode for A Christmas Underground, email us at ah, crap, a Hellboy podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Um, we really do. Yeah. Um, then also, you can. Follow us on Instagram at Aw Crap A Hellboy Podcast, on Twitter at Aw Crap Hellboy. Um, and again, go on to uh, iTunes or wherever you um, podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to see some more reviews on the Apple iTunes podcast just so we can get some more listeners. People yeah. that like what you like listening along with you. So that's it. Yeah, man. Um, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks for the emails and we love you. I'm Max Lasser, the host of The Calories, a three-episode podcast miniseries about making weight loss easier. After I lost 100 pounds by calorie counting in 2015, I started to realize why the way I was doing it before, just eating healthy and exercising, wasn't working for me. The podcast features experts from Mount Sinai Hospital, Mayo Clinic, and more, and you can check it out from Campfire Media on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. Campfire.